This is a Head Cannon Circus production. Think of a scenario here. So if I'm on the clock and I leave my bedroom and step on one of my kids' Legos and bust my head, they're going to be like, man, I, I, I can get that workers' comp off. It might be. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I remember reading something about that. You're on the clock like Nipper saying, hey, yeah, you might need to pay up in that case, especially if it's a Lego, because, you know, that junk going through your whole metatarsal. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even know if you trust jobs. You know, you know, y'all black folks be doing that, that gangster lawyering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but on the law, it's say if you just drink your 40 ounce on the side of the building, it ain't considered like you know that that <laughs> logic shit, man. I be in, I be like, he's a workers' cop. They're like, man, you better, you better get some unemployment. I know that. Look, just throw on some specs in the koofy and hold a book. Where we had a little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's going on, everybody? Once again, it's your three favorite ringmasters checking in with another episode of the Gladiator Cypher podcast, a headcanon circus production. First off is, of course, your host, me, Chris, a.k.a. Pseudonym Slim, a.k.a. Scribe24, a.k.a. Spliff Starlord. That's Woo! my new a.k.a. I'm unveiling. Uh, Checking yeah. in, what's going on, peoples? Left Star Lord, I don't know, I don't know. Where we going with this? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it. I think Swaggy boy, you know. What, what you going? You I don't, don't want to. I want to say who I am. Yeah, I got. I got. <laughs> last week, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, everybody knows me up in the building. You know what I'm saying? I ain't brushed my hair today, so we gonna just do a regular gangster style. That's how I'm feeling today. I'm Wait, feeling. I can't. I can't dirty. even see, cuz we'll be at. I can't yeah, see. Yeah, where's your <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hey, I'm just saying, I'm just feeling real thuggish today, man. I'm feeling real. We I'm about to get into some real, real actions today, man. No, which where's your video? Where's your video at? Oh, my video, man. It's there. We good. <laughs> oh, you just you hanging out. I dig it. Respect. <laughs> trying, to, trying to hide the naps. I feel oh, you. You gotta see me like this, man. We be all good. <laughs> oh man, we got a disembodied in, voice in, in Georgia, man. It's all right, man. <laughs> hey, let it roll. Let it roll. But uh, yeah, uh, you know I'm here. Papa Beard Nip. You know, uh, uh, goddamn, pass me another one. A little liquid anesthesia. You know what I mean? Palms, palms itching. Got to get the calamine. You know, that's it. That's it. <laughs> It's used to say yes, when you're yes, so again, it means you about to get into some money. That's what that's what they used to say. Gotta, gotta get the calamine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, working since what last Wednesday, I don't get another day off till next Tuesday, you know what I mean? Gotta gotta hump Dang. it out. Yeah, baby. <laughs> got you busting your back, man. Dang. Yeah. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. Okay. Once again, we're back another week, another podcast uh, coming fresh off the heels of last week's inauguration. So I wanted to play a fun game this evening with my fellow co-hosts here, my fellow ringmasters. Gentlemen, let's say you were somehow elected president of the United States in this year inauguration. What song or two would you like to play as you're coming out to deliver your storied, famous, historic 
inauguration address to the United States of America? Oh, well, I'm going to jump off, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm coming, you know, I'm coming to the mic after I get sworn in. Mm -hmm. I might have to play that, you know, Run This Town by Jay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Let them know that we in here. That after I finish my speech and tell these jokers how we going to get it down for this next four years, I'm walking out to my president is black. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, may, I may even have a Lambo waiting on me and I get in the car just to let them know how I'm getting down. So that's going to set the tone right there off the rip. Let them know we ain't playing for these four years. We're going to get it all. We're coming for everything. So that'd be Amen. I heard that be my inauguration intro and outro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What about you, Nip? Uh, I'm coming in. James Brown told you so. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna head along. Well, I ain't gonna head him a show by my trench on, but it, 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 but I'm I'm definitely gonna head a long trench on. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. James Brown, James Brown told you so coming in. James Brown told you so coming out. There you, know you go. Saying? Straight like that. There you go. Have him follow you, put the cape on and all that when you get to the mic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and and I might get a Jerry Carroll in their ass. Uh oh damn. <laughs> killing them, killing them. Were you the president? Well, for me personally, um I think I'll probably come out to, you know, made you look, stun on all my haters real quick. You know, Nas, classic song. They all slaves to a page in my rhyme book now because I'm looking up everybody, any enemies, any haters, better not make yourself known because I definitely will send Secret Service after you. Um, and after I deliver my, my great speech, uh, I think I'm going to roll out to UGK's The Games Belongs to Me because, hey, President of the United States, game belongs to me. Oof. Good pick. Only ready for them underground kings, bro. Man. Straight like that. Straight <laughs> like that. UGK for life. But um, moving right along here. So we got an episode full of topics for you all. Uh, first off, let's start off with that Ashanti versus Keisha Cole versus. Gentlemen, how did you feel about that versus? I know me personally, um, I was at work, but I was able to catch the first maybe 10, 12 songs. Um, and, of course, Keisha came in late. Um, but Ashanti was there. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, they played a lot of kind of their big songs up front early, which was cool to me. Um, I was hoping Ashanti um, had the better song, which I think she did from what I saw. And then going back and looking at some of the buzz on social media, I think um, I saw a lot of people that were saying they felt like Ashanti had won. But what are your thoughts on the verses? From I'm, I'm gonna let Nip go first on this one. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was a great showing by both women, and um, yeah, I didn't watch that shit. I was done. <laughs> only two times. I don't give a fuck. I, don't, I didn't watch that shit. I didn't. I, I watched the clips of where OT Genesis came out because you know that's my man. Push it, push it, push it. Yeah, I don't care what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't looking lovely. Though, I will say that. Uh, I mean, Ashanti, she was looking, you know, but that's to be expected. But, you know, saying Keisha out there, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, looking like the gangster that she is. And uh, mm -hmm. that's it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I didn't go back and watch it. I looked at the song list and clearly Ashanti won, if that's what we're doing, won. But maybe y'all played with me too much. I'm cool. Oh, yeah, the back of the What is this like? Attempt number three. It's like the third or fourth point. Yeah, I'm cool. You got it. Damn. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, that whole being like a damn that hour late thing. Like, you can't be the yeah. artist and be hour late. Yeah. Nah. And you, and you're like, you only person that can get away with that is unless you just like a straight legend 
And it's like, all right, well, you know, you coming in here, like, you know, you about to smash this person anyway. So it's just whatever. Like, but you can't be the lesser one to come in late like that. Like, you ain't got that many hits, Keisha Cole, to be an hour late. And then on top of that, like, you're right. I mean, for respect, maybe I feel like Ashanti won 12 rounds and I could get a rest to Keisha, but that's even just being polite. Like, it, it, it I felt like it was a massacre. And I feel like it was a massacre because Keisha Cole got them hood classics, but she ain't got them. Mm them pop everybody you know you know anywhere yeah. you go somebody play it they know what that song is they know who that is like it, it just mm-hmm. it, it i felt like on paper it was a good matchup i think that's the best way to describe it i felt on paper when you hear them names on paper you go oh, okay mm-hmm. but then once some songs started coming out he was like Ooh, oh yeah it's gonna be a long day for keisha man it's gonna be a yeah. long day <laughs> yeah, it's been like that a few times. I will say though, I didn't even know Ashanti had that song with Tupac, which was crazy. But I definitely think Keisha had the better Tupac song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know nothing about. I don't even know how Tupac. Came. I saw that and I was like, I'm not listening to it. It's not a real Tupac song. I'm not with it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know where this shit came from. Everybody got Tupac songs and shit. I don't know where they came from. Hey, look, Tupac man, was gone. The Joker died, man. You can make you can get make all the music you want with him after yeah, they died. Didn't Tupac die like ninety five or something? Ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, I was still watching Power Rangers when he passed. Yeah, like how was you? Shanti ain't come out to what two thousand? Vini Vidi Vici was what two thousand one. Yeah, something around. And he was after that. How you got a song with Tupac? Man, he just was so prolific. I guess he had music just laying around. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you got Speak- hey, look here, man. You know, like I know, we we we're only a couple years away from just getting hologram concerts, bro. Like it, it don't even matter, bro. You might as well just just take the L <laughs> and chalk it, chalk it up at that one, man. But um. <laughs> I mean, what what battle would you want to see? Because you know, it was a uh, versus being floated, um, Gibbs versus Pusha T. But then Gibbs is like, man, I don't want to do no battle. I want to do a whole album with him. And I was like, I'm with Gibbs. I'd rather hear that yeah. than the battle. Yeah, album would be harder. Rather hear album, yeah, those are two of my favorites right now. Well, Pusha yeah. is one of my all time favorites, but Gibbs is definitely up there, like currently out of the current artists. So that would be a hard, hard album. I'm well, definitely like, with that. Posse type joint with all with all the with all the boys like. Push, Gibbs, all the all the new boys with the with the with the old head like Gibbs, Push, Stove God, all them Conway, yeah, yeah, that'll be tough. That'd be super tough. Shoot, yeah, well, that'd be a hell of a tour too. On top of that, because they all yeah. got hits that they can pull from. I don't know if I'm going to that show though, because I was about <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Ah, I got kids at the house. I don't know how this is going. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out Kevlar at the front door. I'm like, hey, you yeah, want the shield? Cool. You want the helmet? Like, we got That's the Antifa a- package for you. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man, no, no, but, uh, I would say if I had to pick a versus that I really would want to get, uh, I, I probably would be, you know, honestly, I would love to get Lil Wayne versus Drake. I feel like that'd be hit. Like that'd be a crazy ass versus there, because you know Wayne got a ton of hood classics that everybody that ring off that everybody know, mm-hmm. and Drake still got the poppy popular stuff as well. But Drake, you know, Drake got a couple of his features on people's stuff mm-hmm. that it sound off too. So I, I kind of feel like Wayne and Drake would be one I will be hugely interested in because I, I feel like in that one, that, I, I don't even know who I would pick off the rip. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll have to see what I, that will really come down to song 
choices by each artist to see who wins that one. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see Buster do one just because he's so animated. Like he would have to bring Split Star with him because I'll be. It wouldn't be a performance without him, but I feel like he would definitely like try and perform, like legit perform all the songs. Like I don't think Buzz would sit around and just let the the song play. It's just who would be a good match for him and Spliff and their energy. Like maybe some other kind of you know you got the rapper and then maybe the hype man that's always with them just, trying to figure out what would be a good match. What's up? What you say, Nick? That would be cool. Do Cupid got enough hits to fuck with Buster? You said what? You Q got enough hits to fuck with Buster? Hell yeah. Come on, man. Nip, stop it here. <laughs> uh -oh. Wait, can we use uh uh tribe shit? Yeah. Yeah, I would have of course. I mean, yeah, yeah, because everybody has been on group, people been on cameos with songs and they've been using them in verses. So I feel oh, like yeah. you win. Yeah. Uh here we go. And I know Buster your man, so I ain't gonna go, I ain't gonna go on you. But Buster man. Well, I do think I don't know. I didn't say that Q tip was oh, oh, okay. I oh, said my bad. All right, all right, all right. I misunderstood no. that. That is my fault. No, I think you like just a Q tip, but like get at, and I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, no, all right, no, you're right. You're, you're right. All right, all right. Look, Jay's ready to cut your head off. He's like, oh no. <laughs> I I'm do like, not yeah. think that Q tip. I'm like, man, I'm done. This motherfucker gonna sit here and tell me that Buster gonna lose a Q tip. I'm done for the day. Nah, 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 nah. I just want to see them do the verses. Not, I don't mm -hmm. think Tip is going. Nah, because I feel like they would have a lot of camaraderie too. Like they probably would even pull out a couple of their joint songs. Yeah, and they like probably end with some yeah. yeah, they would have to play that joint. Right. Yeah. Now I know yeah. we would never see it, but I mean, would anybody be interested in a Mary J versus Mariah Carey? We know no. they would never share the same stage with each other. Let's just call the spade a spade. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't stand either one of them. So, oh, here we go. I like Mary. I, I, I will watch it. <laughs> oh, I will, Mary, I will watch it. I could do with Mary shit jamming, but like I can't do a whole Mary. I like the 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 singing off key and the the, the screaming and shit. I can't, and I definitely can't listen to Mariah Carey airy voice ass. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. She got to do the little Mary. Got to do her jump. I should be like this. Yeah, jump. Step in the boots. Yeah, I do with all the bad boy shit, but all that. When she try to sing shit, no. Mm, mm, mm. That's funny. Yeah, That's funny. Who, who would y'all take in that, that versus though? Who would you who you think would win? I think Mary. Mariah probably has like the bigger, a few of the bigger hits, but I think Mary has more hits, maybe. You never put on a Mariah Carey song at a party. Never. That shit is not jamming. I do bang with Ari. I listen to all the Ari shit. I do mm -hmm. listen to Ari. I don't, I don't know new R and B. No, I don't. I, I don't feel it. Ain't they got enough? Ain't the new R and B shorty got in trouble? Was a uh, was it uh Danny Lee or whatever? Did she get in some trouble, man? Yeah, she did. She was talking about he's like a yellow bone or something like that on her little. Uh, I don't know what kind of bot, what kind of uh, sonnet, what kind of diddle she was trying to write, but that joint was not it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. So I guess yeah, people yeah. who don't know, I guess to get the story, I guess she displayed a clip on one of them, I don't know if it was TikTok or Instagram, one of them places all these kids be on. Uh, she displayed um, a, a snippet of the song and it basically talked about how, you know, how the dudes like light skin, what a light skin chick like her. And I guess 
I don't know if it was the baby or little baby. One of the babies was on the track, and they make reference to like a light skinned girls or whatever like that. And naturally, when you in this era and you light skin, you say something like that, it automatically makes you anti dark skin. So all the dark skin sisters went at her, like was trying to rip her ass up. So. That's kind of what happened for in a nutshell. Uh, and again, if you're getting your news from us, you probably need to do a better job than that because we don't know nothing about nothing. But <laughs> exactly. from what we heard, that's, that's what was going down. She was big I enough. Called a, the subtweet of a subtweet. That's how I found out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. I mean, what do you feel about that, Nip? I mean, we know how you you love light skin girls. What <laughs> <laughs> No, that's it. look, Nip, you see how he brave we ain't on the oh, camera, no. right? You see, he's oh, going no. extra. Oh, oh no, my brother, we ain't gonna do that. But I don't, I don't see a problem with the. No, okay, that's a lie. I do see a problem with the song, as in it was trash. But <laughs> like it was a, it wasn't a bop. To, uh, it wasn't no. And I heard a snippet. I couldn't listen to no more after the first ten seconds. But I don't see nothing wrong with making a song about you know dudes like yellow bones. I mean, dudes like yellow bones. Dudes like. Chocolate drinks, dudes like brown skin drinks. I mean, whatever. Dudes like drinks with big buzz. Dudes like drinks with little buzz. Mm -hmm. Whatever, man. It don't matter. Yeah, Pick I can song. definitely. I could see how certain groups could take that to heart, but I mean, it's art, and sometimes you know, it's subjective. Like you, know, everything's not for everybody. But I would say, um. That being said, it does seem kind of weird. I don't know. I can kind of see some of their point, especially, you know, with the past and colorism and all that kind of stuff. I can see why people would be upset, but I don't think that's a reason to, to chop off somebody's head. Like, okay, you came up with the song. Just say you don't mess with the song or it's dumb. I hate how after any little thing, like, people need to gang up on whomever is a culprit and just try and, like, ruin their career or ruin their life and Beat him over the head with the dumb stick, like, hey, you cannot do this. This is da 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 da. We've suffered years of whatsoever, da da da. And just continue to like wallop people over the head with their opinions because they didn't happen to like a song or some of the subject matter. It's just like a mob mentality and like this whole, I guess it's part of cancel culture almost. Is like, it's, it's, it's kind of silly sometimes because eventually everybody's going to cancel because we all have done some messed up stuff in our life or something that if everybody knew about, you know, it'd be really easy to point a finger at, but just because people are famous, I feel like they get the the brunt of it. So we, we, we take our power, which is our voice on Twitter, just use it as a weapon against other people, which I'm just not really against, but 
or a bunch of crybabies whining because they can't deal with them feeling insecure about their own self, their own body, their own skin. And now we got to make everybody else feel bad because you feel bad about yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, all right, let me, let me just, I'm, I'm going to slightly tweak the, the moment, but to see the feeling though. But I, right, so what if it had been like when, when she was hot, not when she like is now, but what if it had been like Iggy Azalea putting that clip out and it would have been like, Talking about how black dudes want that white punani or whatever, whatever. Would we feel the same way? Like, would we be like, oh, okay, you know, if they like whatever, or would we be like, damn, like, hold on, shorty, like, like, don't be out here stepping like that. Like, you like, you know, you need to fall back. Like, what would it be? Would we feel nonchalant about it, or would we care if it, if it was like a white chick saying this? Well, Iggy Azalea, I mean. She can say what she wants, but like she just has such a bad track record <laughs> with dudes anyway. Like, I don't think anybody would believe her. Well, that's not <laughs> everybody's been with her. Like, not now <laughs> when she's washed and chasing around with uh Playboy Cardi or uh, whoever the dude is. I saw like back when she was like rolling in the TI camp heavily before we knew that she was even like a foreign white chick because I didn't know she was a foreign white chick for like years afterward after mm -hmm. she had blew up. Like, Oh yeah, then that definitely would be an issue. Firstly, because Iggy's white. Um, I think what is Daniel Is she is she black? Is she Dominican? Yeah, she black Dominican. Okay, black. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we got movies like that, you know. Look at um the School Days. School yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they had that whole song about that, like that whole light versus dark dichotomy has kind of been in Black America from the beginning you know of course it has some wicked roots but i think it always kind of plays in part unfortunately but i don't think the backlash would be as much as it would be if a white artist like iggy were to come out and say that because then that's somebody from the outside coming in and lending an opinion where they really don't have any jurisdiction so i definitely think that would be a huge no-no for iggy i don't really care as much daniel a saying it i mean looking back does she probably regret it yeah but at the end of the day, I mean, people make mistakes, but it's totally different than if like Iggy would have did it because I would have been. She should regret how bad that song is. That's what she should regret. Yeah, for sure. And I call bullshit because if I'm an artist, if I'm making music, I'm making music about my own experience, my own life. I'm bringing music about me. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I make a song, you best believe I'm be like, yeah, they want them, they want them fat dogs. Niggas making my song about well, I don't think mm -hmm. we, what else gonna say. Oh, they want some, they want a tall, skinny guy. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but, I, I, but I feel like it go, I, I feel like it go a little deeper than that. I mean, I feel, I mean, we didn't already hit the colorism thing too, but I think it's a, a point of, I, I want to say, a flaunting privilege because we know it's a light skin privilege. Let's keep a spade a spade. So when you yeah. go in and be like, oh, I know your, you know, whoever, whatever the line was about. Your man wanting a light skin chick. It's almost like saying, like, yeah, I know your man want me because I'm light skin. Like, I have the privilege of being light skin. That's gonna make your homie want me more than he would want you as a dark skin sister. Like, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of that's why I make the reference to the white person because it's like, mm -hmm. well, white person says it is like, yeah, well, she out of line because well, why is she out of line? You use that same logic with her saying, well, yo, it's black men. I don't like white women. So why why are you mad at me for just to let you know that it's true? But I think it's why we mad with the wonderful white person would have said is because we know the privilege that comes along with being white, and it's almost like it's taken from our culture, 
and putting that in our faces. So we know in our culture, the quote unquote light skin advantages is almost again, like again, same thing taken out of the culture and rubbing mm-hmm. that, that, that privilege in your face. Like, I mean, we, we talk about all the time. It's very hard. Fun, it's very hard to find dark skinned sisters doing well in the music industry. It's very easy to find light skinned sisters doing well in the music industry. Mm. So when I feel like I, I feel like the backlash is you make a song like that, it's almost like you're flaunting your privilege in front of our faces. Like the fact that we, you know, what I'm saying that I, I mean, I don't know who gets on whose songs anymore, but I'm pretty sure the Danny Lee chick probably got a bunch of jokers on her songs or she done probably collabos with jokers that we probably think is way beyond her talent level because you can say what it is. I mean, hell, even Beyonce father talks about it, that he thinks that. Kelly probably puts out a little better music than Beyonce, but because of the colorism, Beyonce got catapulted to like the superstar, but Kelly's more of the R&B hood superstar. Like, and mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, I feel like that's where the backlash comes from. And on the nip is right; it comes from an insecurity. But I feel like in, that insecurity is built into how the establishment and how the world sees a light-skinned person versus a dark-skinned person. And like I said, and let's not forget, a lot of these Dominicans don't really want to be claiming black. Until shit go down, and then they want to be black. So then that's another part of it too. Is like now you flaunt your light skin shit on me. Now you're part of a culture that sometimes don't even want to claim your Afrocentric roots. Mm-hmm. And then that you know what I'm saying. Then when you get in trouble with this, first thing she when the, the quarter of it, first thing she yelled was like, "Well, I'm Dominican and I'm you know black and blah blah blah." And it's like, okay, like if you're real black, then you would understand that you saying that light skin shit is going to offend a lot of black people. Because mm-hmm. of the colorism and shit they face from being darker skinned and black. So I'm not giving her that much cape. I kind of feel like the fact that we're talking about it is doing exactly what she wanted to be done because that song is so terrible. And if that song didn't have that lyric in it, we wouldn't be talking nothing about this shit. So I feel like she did exactly what she needed to do. Yeah, that yeah I, I, I can understand where, where people, why I, I, I guess I can understand the line of, the line of uh, logic from it but i still think it's i think it's an over it's overreacting to i didn't see it I, either the, the clip that i listened to i didn't see it as like a i'm degrading everybody else but me it's just like yeah i'm bigging up what i am like this is how i feel about me this is how i feel about the people that look like me and i mean i'm down with anything that's that's you know what i mean that's, po- that's mm-hmm. positive about yourself and shit not you know what i mean i could see if she was like yeah look at the darkies you don't want that. You want to be like, oh, yeah, I mean. Speaking of them yellows and them and them light skins, yeah, go with my shit. Uh, I don't know. Trey, does Trey songs count as a light skin? He definitely, he definitely got a win for the light skin brothers with that with that choke out. <laughs> we put him in the Ving range, though. Tell the baby boy. He should have just licked his hand, licked his forehead. <laughs> if he was like, I'm making my little checkly bitch. <laughs> he definitely oh. <laughs> So, yes, please tell the people what we're talking about, Tony. Oh, oh, uh, video uh, surface with a, uh, who's that, the Bills Chiefs game? Playoff yeah. game? Uh, well, according to the, the, the bystanders, um, the cop was uh, out of line. I mean, I, the video came in with uh, the cop kind of rushing uh, Trey, and uh, yeah, he got choked out in the seat, <laughs> right, right, right in the stands. I thought, I thought Buddy was going down. 
Hey. Uh, but, yeah, according to came in the video, the cop was out of line. So, I mean, they said he was only on the 24-hour hold. He'd be released, and then I guess he'll go through the, 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 the legal process and getting witnesses and video and all that, but yeah, the way that video was looking, he 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 definitely got a got a W for the for the light skins with the uh, the nice solid choke out. Yeah, it was he locked it, he wrapped the arms around it, put it down there. He had that shit locked in, and buddy, <laughs> buddy was not was not getting out of that thing. This video clip, which TMZ provided to Fox 4 News, shows Songs punching a Kansas City police officer. The clip also shows Songs with that officer in a headlock. A spokesperson for Kansas City Police says fans complained that Songs wasn't cooperating with stadium rules and the singer refused to leave when security and police asked him to go. Songs- <laughs> There's been a whole 90 degrees to the side. I'm like, dang, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Tell y'all, man, y'all need to stop. Stop hating and faking on these R&B cats, man. I know they soft ass music. Y'all think it'd be sweet in these streets, bro? Don't run up on these R&B cats, man. I'm telling you, yeah, they they got something for you. That's crazy. Struggles to knock your brock off, man, and have no qualms about it, like because they used to getting tried. Because you know mm-hmm. you got some jokers singing them sweet ass songs. You gonna be like, oh, that joke is sweet. I'm gonna try him. They get that their whole life, so they ready. Like they be they be on extra when you try to try them. Like that car better learn the hard way. He came in yeah. that extra. Must not yeah. know who Trigger was. Shit. Yeah, Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> trigger. Which one of y'all gonna testify in court? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've had experience with an overzealous uh, law enforcement agent before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't choke him out. It was a similar situation, but I kind of was like, "Nah, if I if I grip buddy up, they're gonna shoot me." So I just kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm glad there was um, some bystanders there. They were able to get the footage and whatnot, and it was enough people around that we didn't have that kind of outcome because I feel like you know it easily could have turned super sour for trigger. So glad nah, that we, everybody we, we, got away. What what happened? Why you, what, what the cops do to your ass? They hemmed your ass up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, 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 definitely served with a five to ten. They beat my ass for about five to ten minutes. Uh, you know, Damn. you know, coming out the uh stack, had, had a little juice, you know, talking a little loud, and you know, the officer uh, you know, he was speaking to me in a manner that I didn't really, you know, appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, words were exchanged. I thought it was a uh, you know, just a mutual, you know, hey, fuck you. And he was like, mm-hmm. nah, you get arrested now. And, and I politely said, no, I'm not. And proceeded <laughs> to go along about my night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had backup. I didn't. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was fists and elbows and knees flying and Damn. billy clubs, you know, had to take a quick trip mm. to the hospital for a second, you know, clean up my wounds, but you know, <laughs> Life goes on. Nobody videotaped this, so I get my hashtag. <laughs> hey, motherfuckers beating your ass for five to ten minutes. I mean, them motherfuckers was taking tagging in and out. Oh, yeah. They they out There's like five minutes to beat somebody so, up. That's the, like only reason, the only reason to stop, I wasn't fired. I didn't, I didn't hit anybody. I didn't do nothing like that. But uh, the original officer that started it, but I t- they low-bridged me to get me on the ground because, you know, they mm-hmm. weak. So they low-bridged me. And uh, then he like got on top of me and started like talking shit. So I threw him off me and went to go get back up. 
So all I heard was uh, one of the cops was like, uh, fuck it, clear out. I'm about to shoot him. God. So then, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and lay down now. Y'all got it. I ain't gonna get shot. Ain't gonna get tased out here. No, I'm cool. That joker said, "Which one of y'all's gonna shoot McNipper?" (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I had to go ahead and tuck that on in, take the L. You know, hey, we just got. And luckily, Trey got the got one up for you, so you can thank him next time you see him. Yeah, appreciate it, Trey. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He did it for the people. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Man, I'm gonna tell you, you're not doing it for the people, though, man. How your man Drake gonna push back his album because of knee injury? What does nigga think he a hooper for real? <laughs> How you like, what? what? Like <laughs> we didn't see Jokers drop albums. With, like, I gotta get throat surgery and all this. This Joker was like, man, I got a knee injury. I can't drop the album. Like what? What are you going? He going dunk the ball every song that come on. Like what the fuck? He, he probably like, trying to learn how to dunk. It was like I need to get this before I can come out the album. He, he's picturing some kind of cool visual. He want to do um, the Jones that uh, his first single that he came out with. That was on the uh, So Far Gone project. Baby, you my everything. You all have one. You know they had that uh, video in the gymnasium. So maybe he's trying to. Get his skills together so he can make another video in the gymnasium. It's like some kind of throwback or something, but I don't know. I think it's a dumb excuse. Look, man. Like, I what does your knee have to do with you, you know, everything. rapping and whatnot? I'm sure he's probably got a studio in that huge ass house. I don't think he's going to be having to fly everywhere to record his music with today's technology. I think it's a cop out. Um, but I'm still interested in hearing the album when it comes out. Look, yeah, man. I come on the Shari Week and I defend that corny ass dude. Do some <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> like now, now I gotta hear Nip talk, and Nip already been calling this dude whack mm-hmm. for like weeks on this show, and I've been defending mm-hmm. this shit. And you gonna come out with some news like that, Drake? You ain't even helping me, bro. You ain't even helping me, and I ain't even one of your biggest fans. And I'm just like, just give me a little bit. And you gonna tell me, oh, you know what? I was gonna drop the album in January, but man, it's me. You know what I'm saying? Like what? what? The album. If you was gonna drop it in January, I mean the album done. And you like I'm a, you know what I, I can't even, I can't no more like I'm about to transfer all my Drake cape and straight on over to Chris and let him just have that one because I can't no more I'm just gonna stick with Jay Z caping I'm gonna let Chris have Drake because that that right there man that that that's enough for me I can't I can't no more. All right, so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know throw a little a little a little a little screwball y'all way I I I I kind of understand it like what if the album wasn't like finished finished mm. you're not gonna have the same energy like rolling into the joint with the crutches mm-hmm. you can't get hype then you can't you can't do visuals mm-hmm. uh for the album you can't well not, nobody can tour right now but you know you know a little pop-up joints at the stores mm-hmm. you might oh i got a pop-up outdoor concert parking lot joint you can't do nothing mm-hmm. you That's can't true. do nothing you can't you can't you can't promote the album and for real for real i would have probably would have pushed it back just until the whole lockdown situation was over yeah just to say all right i'm not gonna put it out in january the lock covid went up lockdown and he makes you know join the chicks chicks bring the dudes out we can't go outside right now mm-hmm. i'm not about to drop this shit just to be a in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> classic like no we, we wait till we go back outside i'm gonna drop it in june when it's hot 
everything gonna be back open up even if it's not open back up it's still gonna be outside venues outdoor dining outdoor bars mm -hmm. outdoor shows and all that and, and, and i can really you know roll it out and, and, and push it the way i want to push it i mean yeah. but let's be real drake it's still probably gonna be ass because it's drake but i understand <laughs> <laughs> look man he too big of an artist to care about that man like he he don't need no promotion for him like mm -hmm. drake is it's a it's a few artists in that stratosphere where you could just drop it and people be like oh damn he dropped that album and people flock to it i mean what was the last one the last wayne album wayne just dropped that no single no nothing and everybody found their way to it now now if you want to agree about the quality about it that, that's a whole other discussion the mm -hmm. point is is that it dropped and people knew about it and they found it is, like yeah. I said, anybody, is anybody still listening to that wayne um I, I don't listen to no album after it dropped anyway uh, i mean hell, hell to the now even with the, the Griselda stuff, like I make, I mean, I jump back to Benny and jump back to, you know, Conway, but I, I don't go past further than that. Like, and then when they drop some new shit, I'm probably not going to go back to these other projects. Like, yeah, but and I think that's just music like these days, though, because I'll go back to like classic hip hop stuff. Like I really like like some old school Red Man or something like that. But I think the way that I kind of revisit music nowadays is in some of these playlists because they're a little bit more tailored to like certain moods so if you have like a driving playlist or something like that it might be like cold lyrics playlist on spotify or something like that you know it's going to have some griselda artists on there you know it's going to have some like pusher on there some some real lyrical cats on those different playlists that's kind of how i look at revisiting music these days not so much going to specific projects outside of the classics that you know you've been rocking with forever but more so kind of looking at these playlists and then having the songs still kind of rotating on those because this you're right it's very rare that from the past five years i go back to any specific album and like oh i gotta hear this i'm in the mood to hear this everything at least six years and more and it's solidified in my head no i, I go back to the new joints but when we talk <clears throat> when you talk about artists that really dropped last year it mm -hmm. was kind of like to me Nobody big really dropped last year. Mm -hmm. Nobody that, especially nobody that does anthem summertime mm -hmm. type hits. It was all like Griselda killed it, but that's like in my car, in the crib mm -hmm. type type music. Uh, most of the R and B acts that you had were up and coming joints, or mm -hmm. or that were kind of like middle of the road. Even Jasmine Sullivan joint, which was hard, but it wasn't a. That's not outside music. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you think about the smaller outside people, like the I think the uh JT was saying from City Girls, I know y'all wouldn't expect me to be listening to that bullshit. I, 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 but teachers on <laughs> it's out, yeah, but it's outside music, like it's out, like you can't promote it, it's not gonna catch the same burn if it's if motherfuckers not outside mm -hmm. to play it. We're not at the bar, if we're not at the bar, we're not clever, we're not going to music festivals and shit where you the mm -hmm. DJ throws it on like I'm not listening to no fucking city girls in the crib my kids in here running around yeah if if I'm outside and, and shorties are shaking them yeah yeah I don't even I don't I don't know I don't memorize no city girls lyrics but I'm definitely jamming to it mm -hmm. that shit gonna get some burn but it, Drake always has a summertime type or like a, I don't want to say summertime. I guess when I say summertime, I'm talking about like sing along, anthony mm -hmm. type. I want to be out with everybody else, singing along with it, grooving. Mm -hmm. it, that's a, it's a bad time to put that type of music out. Yeah. 
Oh, nobody's gonna be jam. You can't jam that shit in the car. Well, I don't know. I listen to Drake in the car. <laughs> and he's so big, he could probably just cobble something together and like throw it out. Like he could feed us little onesies and twosies like here until he's ready to release if he wanted to do that. Um, just to keep some momentum going. But yeah, you're right. I don't think he necessarily and then he dropped a single early this year, like one of them uh mm-hmm. dance joints, like a watch or some shit. Oh, that was like last summer, bro. Oh, that's yeah, last oh, summer. yeah, my bad. I'm I think his most recent big jump was with Lil Dirt. Yeah, like laugh or some cry now. Laugh now, cry later. Also, too, let's not get it twisted. Like the point I'm making is that all y'all, what y'all saying, I, I, I'm feel you. If Drake would have been like, "Hey, I'm pushing the album back because I just want to kind of wait to the summer to see what happens," or "I'm pushing the album back because you know I don't think it's completely finished, so I want to add a couple of songs," I, mm-hmm. I'm here with you. But when the niggas say, oh, I'm pushing the album back because I got to get my, my knee hurt. That's what I'm going to get the fuck out of here, man. I Go mean, home. Go what home. Else, what else do you expect from the soft, light-skinned guys, man? <laughs> <laughs> mm. The barber messed up the little heart shape in his head. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, and he, and he was in the shop talking greasy. Like he was a tough guy, and then you, and then you can't you can't stand up in the booth with your crutches on and get busy. <laughs> regular, regular, yellow, regular yellow bone action. It's <laughs> <laughs> a like, yellow tendency. Yeah, you get all them jokes off. I'm done with them. <laughs> Knee injury and all. <laughs> yeah, I think they just had more to lose. The Drake and Nikki, you know. Dealing with Remy and Push, you clearly see people don't care. They're willing to go a lot further than the big established artists who got the whole machine behind them. They're kind of worried about losing some of that momentum. But, um, yeah, man, it's crazy. Speaking of greasy, you know, we got some new news about our, you know, the the wild one, Raz B. Oh, shit. Coming out with some more... Um, <laughs> Some some more heat for uh, the the Chris Stokes camp and and Omarion and, and Marcus Houston. Um, from what I understand, he's coming out saying he's going to take a lie detector test to prove all of his allegations correct. What's up, pussy? Oh my bad, I can't refer to you in that because you like little boys, right? It's been seven. It's been ten days. Don't have nobody reach out to me. You, you, you know my number, nigga. The 9168 number. Call me. Because I know, and you know, I wouldn't want to be in jail. I'm trying to save you, nigga. But you got to do the right thing, bro. Touch not thy anoint towards do my profits no harm. Stop abusing your power. You say you're a Jehovah Witness. And Marcus, why don't you tell your, your wife all the things that you've done. That nigga's a creep, by the way. You know what it is. I want that fade, nigga, and pull up by yourself. Fellas, how do y'all feel? Before we even jump into this, I want to make sure everybody understands the jokes that may get clapped off on here. We're not saying that this is not a serious matter. And if he was abused and sexually harassed and abused, we understand it's completely serious. But he gonna have to still catch some of these jokes. So I'm just letting everybody know. <laughs> if you ain't fucking with it, you you may wanna fast forward or go to the next time stamp. Do what you gotta do. I'm a first and foremost say, <laughs> any grown ass man is willing to take a, a lie detector saying some other grown ass man fuck me. 
I'm gonna believe him before he even take the lie detector test. He ain't gotta take it for me. Cause that's a hell of a thing to make up. Like <laughs> this man that fucked you with Michael Jackson, that's a hell of a thing to make up. Like you just yeah, I'm gonna take a lot of tech that's saying homeboy diddled me. Like, nah, you, you ain't gotta do it, homeboy. Nah, 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 don't worry about it. I believe you. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just too much. Like, I'm just going back in my head to when he came out with that world star bed with them wild ass sunglasses in front of that fence, talking about all the stuff he was going through, you know, with the, the Stokes family and everything, how that went down. Like, I don't know. I was trying to think. I'm like, man, I wonder, did this really happen? But then you go right back and go on tour with them. I'm like, what? I understand you want to make money, but I mean, don't you think that'll hurt the credibility of your story just a little bit? Like, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm, I'm highly puzzled at, at the Man, allegations, you, the, you the victim blaming, Chris. the accusations, yeah. and his <laughs> actions henceforth. You victim blaming. I can't believe that you guys would sit up in here and say these, these egregious things about this young hurt man. I don't I don't understand this. Yeah, this is nah, fuck that nigga, man. I'm not getting that damn. We're gonna finally brought to the light. That was the whole purpose of this show was to bring it to the light. It's finally happened. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm not taking no I'm not taking no lie detector, Dre, man. You gotta if if I don't know, I, I can't say that I've been in that position, but if you get me, you just got me, buddy. We ain't talking about it. we ain't talking about this no more in public. I'm cool. <laughs> You got the W champ, like you got it. But like, what? I don't even know what the allegations are. Uh, Anybody that wear glasses like these, like I, I don't have anything. <laughs> like I don't know what I can say to. I don't know what I can say for you, dog. You got the the the. I don't even. What's that little? The kids be using the the, the jellies <laughs> over top the the Terminator T eight hundred frames. Damn, that joke running around that, making world star videos. That. I can't. I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, just, he's, it's, he's, it's a little really too much been, for me, man. Been, been traumatized by his experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, you know, the same way we always say, you know, fuck them dudes out here moving greasy and shit. Yeah, like, I don't. Mm. But I just think you lose a lot of credibility when you turn around and go on tour. You know, with some of the perpetrators that you're claiming had assaulted you in the past. Like, if anything, if it was me, I would want to see justice done versus trying to make a quick buck, you know, going on tour to people that did it in the first place, which could potentially happen to me again while on tour. So it's just it's just a little bit weird. And he seems kind of erratic. You know, maybe, like you said, Jay, maybe it is trauma from the past that's just coming up, and we're just kind of seeing some of the effects of it now. But, I mean, that whole going back on tour thing, it just it just brought a lot of questions to my head. I know you know believe all um, victims and all that kind of stuff, but it's just like sometimes I mean Hollywood will, will warp somebody's mind. Like it's crazy. People will do anything for publicity sometimes. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Actually, <laughs> your boy Nip's boy, you know, Mr. Sinatra himself, logic retiree, you know, retired. But um, now people are saying he really didn't retire. He just, I guess, changed personas. He's no longer Logic. He's, what, Dr. D or something? I feel like I need to say pause. I'm just going to talk about this whole segment. I'm just going to get the pause out there early, calling some man Dr. D. Um, so, yeah, evidently he's Dr. D and has dropped the album or was dropping the album under a new alias. 
I, I mean, Nip, Logic is your boy, and I say he's your boy because you don't want to put me on a Logic because I didn't know who the fuck he was, and you told me, I guess, one of the Sinatra ones that he made or whatever. Yeah, it, it, the, early, the early joint was jamming, but I, I haven't listened mm-hmm. to a Logic album in a few years. Like I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. He's on some goofy shit now. I, he was He lost me when he started acting like Gaithersburg was like the hood and shit. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, no, buddy, that's not your line. Like, that's not, we not doing that. But yeah, I don't know. Once again, you know, but when does it ever really work? Like when someone's changed their persona, has it ever really worked? The only thing I can think of is the artist formerly known as Mm -hmm. because Prince was in his own zone anyway. So he could drop anything. He had enough fans. That would, no matter what he dropped would sell, but yeah, true. I mean, well, you well, got Hitmaker, you know, formerly uh, Young Bird. Yeah, I was say Bird switching it to uh, Heatmaker or Hitmaker or Hitmaker. Hitmaker, yeah. yeah. That was a that was a clean joint. That was a clean joint, but that was different. It, it was going from being the the talent to being the you know what I mean, the producer, the engineer, whatever whatever he's doing and shit now, instead of him being you know out there on the songs and shit. So. Mm-hmm. That's probably a little bit different. I mean, how popular was what Bobby Digital when he switched to Bobby Digital? I mean, was that more popular than the original? I I don't know. I, I just that a switch like, or was that just kind of like one of the aliases? Like an offshoot. Like, yeah, like Hove is like Jay Hoffa and oh, uh, here you go. You know that motherfucking name. Stop it. Stop it. You know the motherfucking Hove name. You better stop it, bro. Uh, <laughs> what about Nas? With Jay Escobar. Now he is Nostradamus. <laughs> man, boy, I tell you, man. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I don't man. think. I don't. I don't think he. Um, who the fuck listens to Logic? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I feel some kind of way. I feel some kind of way too. Like, how are you gonna take the Doc D moniker after we just had? news of mf doom passing like that is those names are way too close for me like doc d dr doom mf doom he actually you know he was wearing the mask like i feel like artists in general should just stay very clear that whole doom persona like doc d i'm not feeling that name at all i think it's corny um i think logic is just corny um i hate seeing him and like that little i think there's some kind of like netflix special or something he had I don't uh where he was going like behind the scenes of his tour and everything, like and he just rubbed me the wrong way with like the stuff he was saying and everything like that. Like I had liked some of his previous work, some of his previous albums was pretty good. Uh the last one was okay. The one before I couldn't stand that one. Plus he just ugly. Like when there's an ugly dude doing stupid <laughs> shit, you just be like, fuck out of here, man. Like oh yeah. ugly as fuck. And I was like, damn. When I saw him, I was like. This can't be logic. I thought it was just a regular white dude. I ain't know, you know, besides him rapping about being mixed, I thought it was just a regular goofy ass looking white dude. And I was like, well, that nigga logic? And I'm like, man, that joke ugly as hell. No wonder you retired. Like, you are ugly. You just and I don't know why it made me laugh, but like, I feel bad about this. But like, when he was rapping, he talking about his mom calling him a nigga. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But I don't know why. Just... <laughs> that is fucked up. <laughs> like it's messed up. Like damn, that's your mom call you. Your mom real hood or something. You did some real bad when she called you out your name like that. But see, no, because he's mixed. So I'm yeah, like, I think his dad was black, black, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, which one? Which one is the white? The black one? Is his mom the white one? His mom is the white one. I think. Oh, but I don't know. Just the way he said it, I'm like, 
No wonder that joke of mine is so jacked up, man. Well, you got a white lady calling you a nigga. <laughs> you can't go nowhere but take it. Yeah, man, you shit. Now I feel bad for Logic for calling them ugly now. Most popular segments. The What are you listening to? All right, well, hey, Chris, what are you listening to? Man, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. I was doing some work earlier. Um, So I was playing the Spotify uh, playlist. They got like a jazz one, new jazz releases playlist that came up. And I was listening, and this song kind of caught my eye. Uh, let me pull it up, um, my ear rather. It apparently, it's a J Jazz group. Um, let me pull them up right now. It's a what? I think their name is J Jazz, so like Japanese jazz. Uh-huh. Now, Nip's even less interested now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, the artist's name, the band is called Gecko and Tokage Parade. Okay. And the album is called Borderline. So, like, I, it sounded kind of funky, like the song that came on the playlist. Uh, it was called Core. So I was like, okay, let me check out the actual album. I pulled up the album. It was pretty good. Like, they were definitely hitting a bunch of different riffs. Like, you know, everybody would be in a pocket, then each other instrumentalist with the group would have their own kind of solo going along. Uh, one thing that I found pretty cool was that they use um, a little bit more heavy guitar than you might find in, like, the average jazz band. So I kind of I dug on that a little bit. Um, that was a cool vibe that they had with the songs. But um, if you were ever, like, watch any kind of anime or anything like that, you can pick up on like some of the keys that the, the I guess the pianist was using like it, it's not so much traditional jazz keys like if you're listening to normal jazz music they're not as subdued or it's not as like chord heavy but it was pretty cool I liked it it was a good project it was kind of out of the norm for me in, with regard to jazz so I definitely enjoyed it I actually posted it on my Facebook a little bit earlier but again the band is called Gecko and Tokagi Parade and the album is Borderline so definitely check it out if you like uh, jazz music or if you're a fan of like Japanese animation, stuff like that. Because it sounded like a few of the uh, opening sequences from some different anime I've seen in my lifetime. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, I guess we go going to Nip. Hey, Nip, what are you listening to? Oh, uh, I've been listening to a lot of shit this week. The last thing I've been listening, listening to was uh, some Eddie Hazel, man. Games. Game dames and uh, and guitar, mm-hmm. uh, 1977 joint, uh, you know, around the time with Bootsy Clinton, P Funk, and all that shit was popping. Um, mm-hmm. it was a more uh, guitar heavy, like rock type shit, but it was still funky and groovy. But mm-hmm. you know, the main characters were there. Uh, I'm about to say all these names that nobody knows. Uh, Eddie Hayes, Booty, uh, Bernie Warwell, War, I can't say his last name, Warwell on the keys with like all the, you know, the, um, the, the, the chords on the organ and holding, and holding them long and all that shit. But, you know, real jamming. My, uh, favorite mm-hmm. thing of there is probably, uh, California Dreaming. Um, it's too oh, Okay. Yeah. That joint in the, oh, yeah. another one at the end of the joint. But yeah, it was, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my shit right there. You listened to some Mandrill too, wasn't it? Yes, oh, I mean I always <laughs> Andrew and shit a little mang- mango meat. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know if you got to pause. I got a funny story about them. Uh, <laughs> they old school and they bought that life. I'm going to say, no, nah, we don't need to pause for that. They got, they they got, got a pause for mango meat. meat. All right. All yeah, right. They yeah, got to yeah. throw that funk. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle said he went to go see a, a Mandrill show. He's like, man, the drummer sucked. I could have went up there and did better than him. I'm like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that old head stuff for real. But yeah, that's a good group. I like, I go back and listen to some of their stuff randomly. I don't really, I'm not familiar with all the titles and stuff, but. When I'm in an old school vibe, I sometimes pull up some of them, like you said, some parliament, stuff like that when I'm feeling funky, want to get in that funky mood. So, yeah, that's definitely a cool group. Yes, sir. So, uh, Jay, what you what you listening to, bro? Man, I honestly, mine is going to be, out of what out of the stuff that you two chose, mine going to be real generic, man. I'm going to say we were listening to, I went and had an outcast weekend because uh, with okay. my daughters, they're born in Georgia, both mm-hmm. born in Atlanta. They don't live there mm-hmm. anywhere close to it, but they were both were born in Atlanta, and I need to at least let my oldest represent. So somebody ran up a tour in the streets and go, who your favorite group is? She need to be ready to say Outcast or Goody or somebody. So right. this weekend, we just jumped into the Outcast kind of marathon. I started off with Stankonia because I felt like that's the easiest entry point for someone who doesn't ain't huge, huge hip-hop, but also it's enough mm-hmm. good stuff musically that she could dig on. It was a good weekend, man. My, my daughter really, really enjoyed it. She, um, you know, the biggest challenge I had is her knowing wh- who was rapping between Andre and Big Boy. You know, I would just quiz her randomly, like, all right, man, who rapping right now? So by, by the end of Sanconia, she had got how their cadences and their voices are and et cetera. So it was one of those proud dad mo- moments. But um, it just reminded me, man, you know, I, I, I feel ashamed and blasphemous for even disrespecting Andre a couple of shows ago or a show ago when we were talking mm. about the Drake thing, because after just going through the whole analog, I'm like, even though, you know, he don't got the quote unquote individual albums, mm. just the shit he been saying just on every song is just, mm-hmm. just everything. I mean, the flips from the Brian play for everything, but y'all know, yeah, well, we all know how dope Andre is. So yeah. I, I just want to say for everybody in the South that was coming from my neck at that kind of disrespected Andre one, I was only using Andre as an example. I wasn't trying to disrespect him, but even using them as an example compared to Drake was blasphemous, and I apologize. And I deserved all the hate that y'all gave me. So, yeah, but no, nah, I just mostly did an Outcast marathon, man, and it just it brought, brought joy to my heart to hear my daughter see her just listening to it, nodding that head, a little bit off beat because she still is half white, but it's still <laughs> you know, she still tried her best. So it was kind of boy, you know, proud dad moment there. So yeah, that's what I was listening to this weekend. Of course, and the South got something to say. So, yeah, you had to go back and, and kind of walk back some of that three stacks <laughs> of team no, there because, yeah, yeah, it was about to come know, for man. you. Your take's been a little suspect, man. I, I had to I had to, I had had to, to learn you about this Watch the Throne. Then you got to come back <laughs> and apologize about the about the three stacks. I don't know, man. You, 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 you're a little light in the ass on the music <laughs> take. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, everyone, uh, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gladiator Cypher uh, podcast, a headcanon circus production. Again, this is your boy Chris. We got Nip and Big J also representing. Um, tune in every Tuesday when we drop. Uh, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe on all of our different platforms. We're on YouTube, Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram. So just look us up and also check out the other slew of podcasts on the Head Cannon Circus uh, Productions page. Uh, again, we'll be with you next Tuesday. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, uh, share some of your thoughts about some of the topics we covered today. What kind of music should we check out for next show? Uh, you know, we like to get really in-depth with our fans and, and we like to hear from you all. So definitely share some comments below. We'd love to respond and get back to you all. And other than that, we'll see you next week. Peace. See y'all guys. This, this is a head cannon circus duction.